Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Hogwarts Trend Gassy. But that, of course, is the music from Hogwarts Trend Legacy. More like hogwash. Am I right? Hogwarts. <laughs> That's those, those are the comedic stylings of today's special guest co-host DJ Daniel Goodman. It is a your boy, Mister Steal Your Ariel, in in the building. Happy to be here. Ready to is Ariel like Ariel from the Little Mermaid? It is. Yes. Um. I yeah. I'm. I call me whatever that dude's name is from the movie because Prince you know, Eric. Prince Eric, thank you, yes, because she's about to grow some legs and be like, I need some of that. Uh, uh, no, 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 no I'm taken. Did not like that. <laughs> Isn't <laughs> Ursula Mr. Steal Your Ariel? I, I guess like so, she, huh? Yeah, really. Yeah, Steal no, Your sure. Ariel's that, voice. Fair. Hey, there we go. Oh, God. <laughs> Make her silent so that Eric can fall in love with her. Aha, that's the... It's the trick because of toxic masculinity. Ursula mm. thought, ha, she'll never find love while she's silent. But yeah. because of toxic masculinity, Eric was like, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. She's what so a perfect quiet. bride. Perfect bride. I don't have to worry about anything she might say. Ha ha. Ha ha. All right. There's there's a bunch going on. There's yes. this, the the discourse is uh a, a blaze. Fraught. A blaze. Yes. Bubbling. Mm-hmm. Bubbling, bubbling. Hogwarts Legacy is yes. trending. It has crossed my desk. Yes, yes, I know. Everybody sees gaming news. What does Jack think? What's Jack going to say Jack about think? it? Is it out on Switch? Is it out on Switch? The answer to that, I, of course, know, but I'm not going to say it here. I appreciate that. Because <laughs> I'm not going to date the show. Because it might yeah. one day, you know, yeah, you never know. And then... Evergreen. Or it might be right now. Uh <laughs> So, Daniel, yes. Pretend I'm an idiot. Sure. Who knows? So, I, close your eyes. Uh, just <laughs> imagine a world where I'm a complete fucking idiot. Don't know nothing about. Who doesn't this. know shit? Sure. About the world of gaming. Absolutely. 
What what what's going on? Hogwarts Legacy is it yes. a is it a sandbox game? What, what I is think it? it's a fa- very good Jack. So uh, Hogwarts Legacy is an open world RPG developed by Avalanche Games or Avalanche Studios. Uh, for all your contemporary quote unquote next gen systems, it is a Harry Potter RPG that, if you ask IGN, is the game that every Harry Potter video gaming fan has been waiting for. And I'm sure to a certain extent that they're, I don't know, maybe right. But the release of this game has gotten so many people to crawl out of their hidey holes to participate in a discourse that is absolutely fraught with bullshit and throw out takes that are completely ridiculous. And I want to talk about them very brief, briefly for a little bit. And I want to start with the idea Oh of, my God, he just unrolled a whole long-ass scroll, you guys, when he yeah, said, you I can't want to see start. It, but actually, it's, it goes behind me. It just rolled out the, the door, and yeah. then I heard some cars get into a car accident outside when it rolled into the street. So right, right, that's what we're dealing with. Right, uh, but I, I cede the floor to you. I'm <laughs> I just going to go uh, go for a job while you <laughs> uh, get this one underway. <laughs> I'm going to get my soapbox out of the way here. Long so, the long story short here is that like it brings up a bunch of topics that like uh, you know sometimes come to the forefront. Things like separating the art from the artist. Things like we need to support X person. Things like, well, that's the way business works and blah, blah, blah. All of these like trends that, you know, are are sometimes are easier to tackle in like confined packages where it's like you like music from this person, but they're also an abuser. How do you handle those two things? That's a conversation that we can have another time about whatever. But with Hogwarts Legacy, this is a game that is about the Wizarding World created by J.K. Rowling. This game was produced and released in a world completely aware of her own, you know, horrible thoughts and beliefs, her turf nature, like everything about J.K. Rowling uh, that we that we now really know. It's also something that is forcing, quote unquote, forcing the hand of media giants and game reviewers to participate in the discourse of talking about this game. Some people handle that well. Some people absolutely are not. And I think one of the people that handled this really poorly is IGN. IGN is a company that, you know, has been reviewing games for years. It's a huge, huge, huge company. And they gave this game a 9 out of 10. A 9 out of 10. And the criteria for a game being a 9 out of 10 is this. If we call a game, a 9 out of 10 means it's amazing, If we call a game amazing, that means something about it seriously impressed us, whether it's an inspired new idea or an exceptional take on an old one. We expect to look at this game as one of the highlights of its time and genre. And I just wanted to quickly pull out a couple lines from the actual review of this game, just certain lines that stuck out to me as uh, maybe things that go counter to that very review. Not reflective of a nine out of ten. Not reflective of an IGN tradition. Correct. It may not be the most impressive technical achievement, and it is certainly cursed with a lack of enemy variety. One legacy's plot has more holes than a fishnet stocking, and sort of just expects you to accept that its magical world makes no sense. Two. If you're like me and you roll your eyes during moments when you're introduced to hundred years worth of dead characters lecturing you from paintings. Three. Legacy's dicey performance suffered from just about every issue that makes IGN's performance review team cry. Frame rate inconsistency, weird issues with the lighting, aggressive pop-in, and more. Every door in Hogwarts has a brief loading screen. We're talking about stuff that is just like, some of these things are day one patch stuff, where it's like, this stuff is going to get fixed, it doesn't really matter. But then you have things like, the plot doesn't make sense, the enemies are boring, 
The world is you're just full of exposition and nonsense. Stuff that on a very base level takes a game out of the category of amazing or unique. And that's only looking at this game on the level of it's just a regular game with no other political issues around it at all. Right. And IGN does a very, very short skirting thing of, well, here's how we talk about this game. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the long story short of their little like, you know, of their of their small piece about why or why not they're reviewing this game is because their whole thing is as a company, we have to talk about the video game as a video game outside of politics, outside of discourse and just how it presents itself as a video game. And that's something we have to do. Right. And I think that is bullshit. I don't believe that at all. I think the reality is more along the lines of another thing that I have linked in this doc here, and I promise I will get off my soapbox shortly, which is this. This is a tweet from Patrick Klepek. Watching gaming outlets jump through rhetorical hoops to justify coverage on Hogwarts Legacy isn't surprising, but it'd be more honest if they played it straight and just said, quote, our shaky business model does not allow us to ignore any game that might sell 10 million copies. And mm. unfortunately, that is the truth. Right. If this company, we're talking about so much lost revenue, if they were to not cover this game that is undoubtedly going to sell well because there are certain Harry Potter fans who, despite the fact that there are tons that really felt touched by the by you know the book's narrative about you know finding your truest and best version of yourself and striking down the forces of evil, how that applied to their own lives and their own you know self realization and self actualization. Despite all that, they're still going to cover this game that directly supports this awful turf woman who you know is making so much money off of this game. And that sucks. Yeah. Um, and it's just, um, yeah. So, you know, long story short, people are really going out the work to say, well, it's okay if I review this game or it's okay if I play this game because, man, it would sure be bad if all these developers who worked on this game weren't able to eat. First of all, they get paid no matter what. It's not like all of them are getting royalties. And second of right. all, if that's your stance, you have to go and support literally everything. Go see every movie, <laughs> eat at every restaurant, read right. every book, listen to every music album, because God forbid the people who did the work on those things don't get the support that you think they deserve. Yeah. And that's the end of my rant. Well, speaking of music albums, which is yeah. what we call them here. Um, yeah. The <laughs> Grammys happened. The Grammys happened. <laughs> and... Another thing that is just has the take machine uh, in overdrive. Rolling. Oh my gosh. Running. It's just, it's, all, it's, it's lost its equilibrium. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know. It's, it was one of the, those moments to where, where it really seemed like, oh man, this is something that I don't care that much about, but that everybody was, in on it felt right, like, or at least right. there was a lot of people who were surprised when the best album Grammy went to the wrong person. Um, <laughs> right. For instance, right. Um, when song of the year, instead of going to Beyonce mm. or Lizzo, right. uh, although Lizzo won record of the year, which is yeah. also the categories are fucking confusing. Like They're the really ridiculous. Record of the year is actually song of the year, but as like including production where right. a song of the year is just about songwriting and it went to Bonnie Raitt, which is an artist that my parents were into when I was 12. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, so she was like old. And, a mere and you know six what? years Some ago. Some of those songs I've like listened back to and I've been like, they're pretty solid. But sure. like I, anytime the winner is announced and I have to be like, oh, I'm looking at the wrong year. Mm-hmm. This is, this is a past year's list of winners. Right. It's, it's always just tricky. Like I didn't, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like Bonnie Raitt's return captured the zeitgeist necessarily this year. Um, mm-hmm. No. Maybe it did. I, I guess it did among the elderly folks who vote on the Grammys, though. Yeah, exactly. Is the point. I'm among the representative body that makes these decisions that do not matter. But alas, yeah. here we are. Bad Bunny did not, kind of got no. a, a lot of snubs, despite mm-hmm. having what a lot of people thought was, like, it, it feels like this will be the a year that people look back on and say, well, Bad Bunny is yeah. this, this was the artist who, like, whether it was, reviews you know one of the best reviewed albums of the year when you look at apple's like most played songs or spotify's most played songs like across the year for like six months after he dropped his album like yeah there were like five songs off this album in the top 10 it's bad bunny yeah bad bunny bad bunny all the way down yeah it's bad bunnies all the way down um so i don't know it but again i'm just like so ever since they gave the first best rap album to Mm. Mm. Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff over Public Enemy and gave Macklemore best Mm -hmm. rap album over Good Kid, Mad City. (laughs) I mean, that's it. Like, that's it. That's it. it. So that's the only Grammy coverage I need. That's it. Or ever since they picked a fight with Frank Ocean because he like wouldn't go along with their weird... Like the Grammy musical performances, and we're going to talk about one of them, which was like iconic that happened this year. Like they're big production numbers. It's very cool that these things are happening because they're able to get like amazing talent together Mm because they are the powers that be in the music industry. Quite literally. But the production is weird and overwrought and it's always like... I don't know. You can tell that there are live like music performance producers or like some who whatever the fuck that is called that they're producing. There are people who are like, that is really what we want to be the star of the show. Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. And not Frank Ocean. So they picked a fight with Frank Ocean and we're like, Frank actually doesn't like he he's his own worst enemy. Um, and we did not like enjoy working with him and whatever. Yeah, it's just like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Yeah. Shut but anyways, they did have a big thing. The rap, 50 years of rap, because rap's 50th anniversary, debatable, but some yeah. people believe it's coming up. Shout out Cool Herc. Yeah, Cool Herc. A, a back to school party that Cool mm. Herc and his sister threw that had like, that That was where the seed was planted, according yeah. to some people on one side of a very controversial subject. Exactly. But so they did like a, you know, 20 minute or I don't know how long it was because I can't find a clip of it Mm. because they're, they're lugging this shit down. So I just find like individual clips of people taking shots from their phone of the TV for 20 seconds. I've seen multiple clips and it really seemed to be something that people were responding to. Mm. And again, I ask those people, why are you watching the Grammys? I guess for moments like this. But what... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, uh, you know, I think uh, the, I think one of the things that invites so much controversy as well, because I know another thing that 
uh, people were getting their little Twitter fingers hot about was Harry Styles going up there and saying, this doesn't happen to people like me often. And it's just like, man, you really walked into that one because you could very easily just accept your award, hold up the trophy and go, hey, thanks. And no one would say shit. Yeah, they would have. I mean, probably. But it's like, but it's not like you stiffed Beyonce. It's not like you stiffed Bad Bunny. All these people right. were releasing music and it's like, that's just, it's their job. They're supposed to release music. Like it's not like Harry Styles is being like, well, I better not release this album because I don't want to step on Beyonce, maybe getting a Grammy. That's not how it works. But you know, you do get to choose what you go up there and say and how you represent yourself. And um, I think everybody can take a lesson, uh, take a big old slice of humble pie and just remember, don't go up there and say anything. Just don't, don't say anything at all. This voting body is only here to present awards to, people for whatever reason it never makes any sense it's never good but when you insert yourself into the discourse by saying some shit like that harry styles ooh baby i mean this is you know you reap what you sow and that's yeah. what happened there just go yeah. up there and shut the fuck up and take your trophy and get drunk on the free meal and then go yeah. home the other moment that really s- seemed to stand out to people or at least me um was singer and songwriter uh adele Mm. was presented with um, an award for best pop solo performance category. Hell yeah. And presenting that award was, of course, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The Rock. Well, the one and only. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, (laughs) who handed her the gramophone. Uh, And in announcing it, he opened the envelope, read it, and said, get up here, best friend, Adele. (laughs) Which is how humans talk to one another. I also want to believe that in 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 my head, one of his people was like, just call her bestie because like that's what everybody likes these days. And he was like, What does that mean? It's like it's your best friend. He's like, Oh, okay, cool. I got it. Yeah, for sure. Get up here, best friend. It's like it was supposed to be bestie. Ah, Swayne. Just disconnected. Amazing. Uh all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with a couple more things. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. And we're back. And so the big Kyrie trade happened Mm. yesterday. Woj bomb. Shams drop. The wojest of Woj bombs Mm -hmm. happened. Um, And Kyrie Irving, who famous anti-Semite. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Yes. (laughs) Who... You know, then was like, oh, damn, my bad. Yeah. Oh. Kind of. I talked to a rabbi and it's all good now. Right. Anyways, uh, you know, requested a trade at that towards the end of last week. uh, The Nets were like, granted, (laughs) gladly, (laughs) good sir. No problem. And so he got traded to the Dallas Mavericks, Mm -hmm. uh, who have one of the other best offensive players in the league, uh, Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Mark Cuban is the Mark owner. Cu- Cuba, Mr. Cubano. Mr. Cubano himself, uh, one of my least favorites, just in general, mm. in terms as people go. Sure. Just from his his Shark Tankness and listening to him interviewed, he's got big. He he's just got that that smug billionaireness rich dickhead energy billionaireosity yeah but he apparently so there was somebody who did a mural of luca looking lonely and was like come please mark cuban bring luca help he needs help type mm-hmm. thing and mark cuban reached out to the muralist <laughs> and said told like reprimanded them and told what? them that they were being rude. But really? then I 
Yeah. But he, <laughs> he's just like so soft bitch. He's so <laughs> he's so like insecure, but like in a way where he wants to, you know, project security and like strength. So what a fucking I'm, baby. I know. So he then immediately went and made a questionable trade because neither yeah. of them play great defense. They're both like ball dominant offensive players. Uh, Kyrie Irving has alienated every team that he's ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the mess. I yeah. You can always, you know, get get an initial idea of how a trade has gone by how audience or how the fans of the various teams are reacting. And let's call this a win for the Nets fan. <laughs> My homie Adam, big Nets fan, shout out Adam, mm. was like, relief, finally. Relief. <laughs> Just finally so happy. Relief. It's like, it's, it's like, the, it. uh, it's like the, the, the room has quieted down. Everybody went, oh, yeah. Wow. Peace. Yeah. Peace at last. Yeah, Peace I don't know, man. Be with I mean, you and also unto you, Nets yeah. fans. Yeah, I, I also think, I mean, I don't know how much time is left in Luca's contract, but something tells me that he's pretty frustrated as well and like wants a wants a chip, wants something, or is GTFO getting the F mm. out of there. Mm. Interesting. Mm. That's what that stands for. Yes. See, these are the yeah. things that you need to explain to me. Yeah. And obviously, uh, you know, there was a horrible earthquake yeah. that happened uh rocked Two of them. Turkey and Syria yeah. um yeah killed more than 3400 people Awful. uh we link off to uh a place where you can donate money to mm-hmm. help people in those regions uh, in yep. the footnotes or show notes but yeah i mean just a hor- horrifying tragedy and right. one that uh we should all be keeping our eye on yeah and it speaks, I mean, you know, just uh, just very briefly as like, you know, of course, a cautionary tale is that like, you know, it was two huge earthquakes back to back. And you you see, you know, this is this is how fault lines work, is that like it's so rarely just one quick action that's is of course it's scary, but it's just something to keep in mind and be prepared for. This might be a very LA centric thing here, but it's always a constant reminder of earthquake safety. And the importance of mutual aid. And it's like we need to be able to reach out and help people when they need it. These natural disasters strike at completely random times and it's awful. So, you know, if there's ever a time to reach out and help your friends across the world, now is the time to do yeah. it. So please help out. As a lifelong Angelino, is that something you remember like experiencing an earthquake and then being like, oh, it's not done? Oh. Vividly, we had an earthquake, you know, probably a week and a half ago where it it rocked at first. And then for the next five or 10 minutes, I was like, hold fast. Hold. And there was a, and there was another yeah. there was another aftershock not long after. I mean, thankfully, it wasn't very strong. It was it was a you know, the whole thing was OK. But, you know, it's it's something that you always think about. It's always in the back of your mind. Yeah, yeah. I think I have earthquake blindness. Like my equilibrium is just such that I don't notice earthquakes when right. they happen. My yeah. wife will wake up and I'm just. I have my hands up like I'm on a roller coaster, uh, you know. All right. Those are some of the things that are trending on this Monday, February 6th. Uh, we are back tomorrow with a whole last episode of the yes. show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Deuces.
Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 